Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Octopulse, our Detroit News, Detroit Red Wings podcast. I'm Detroit News Assistant Sports Editor Mark Faulkner, joined as always by our Red Wings beat reporter Ted Colfin. Coming up, we'll hear from USA Hockey's Logan Cooley, the second-ranked player for the 2022 NHL Draft. But first, Ted, the Wings last night, they were 3-1 winners in Winnipeg. That's two straight wins for the first time in a couple of months. They beat the Bruins the other night 5-3 at Little Caesars Arena. What did you like about these last two games, especially coming on the heels of that six-game losing streak, which included one of the worst losses in the last 30 years? You were in Pittsburgh on a Sunday night about a week ago for that 11-2 loss. You know, Mark, you saw much more passion. I, I, I just think the battle mm-hmm. level was much more pronounced there these last two games. Give them credit. I mean, obviously, they could have, I hate to say it, but they could have mentally packed it in here for a good long while for the rest of the season. I mean, especially last night. Sure. Flying from Detroit to Winnipeg and then getting into their hotel rooms late and facing a desperate team, although – Jets certainly didn't play desperately. Give the Red Wings credit. That's an, that's an impressive victory. Uh, Tom, they've gotten good goaltending these last two evenings, which you know they hadn't been getting during that long losing streak. So in its own way, it's a pretty impressive 48 hours of work here. They did a nice job. They played good, solid hockey. And who knows, maybe I think they, they've talked about carrying it over for the rest of the season. and. Mm-hmm hopefully carrying it over to the next season. We'll see. There's still a lot of tough games coming up. But for these two games, you know, they deserve a pat on the back. They did a nice job. They came back from a long, ugly losing streak. Could have worn on them mentally, but they, didn't, they, they came to work and they punched in. They did a nice job. Let's hear now from uh, Michael Rasmussen, the 6'6 forward scored the winning goal last night on Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck from Wald Lake Northern. That's five goals in Rasmussen's last six games. Here's your three questions to Rasmussen about the victory last night and his improved play of late. Michael, for you guys tonight, what was the difference? I mean, when you looked at the schedule, this didn't look like this was going to be a pretty easy game for you guys flying in, you know back-to-back and flying all the way to Winnipeg. What was the difference tonight? Uh, I think after the first period, um, I think we got some big stops from Greiser. And then after the first period, we just put our foot on the gas and won a lot of battles and uh, got to the net, had some kills, um, and just played the right way, took care of the puck. And uh, the biggest thing, I think, was just our battles. Defensively, you really didn't give them give up too much, really. I mean, like, And then, like you said, Greiser was there to make the stats when you know when there was some opportunities there yeah uh he was obviously big tonight ned was big last night um so as long as we just take care of the puck and um you know everyone has their uh their assignment in the d zone um you know you can't really um give up too much so i think we did a good job this last one for you personally is this the best you felt in the nhl i mean has this been probably the best stretch you've had you think I don't know. I try not to compare it. I just try to get better every day and um, work as hard as I can. So um, maybe statistically, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to take step forwards and help the team and uh, be the best player I can be. So, Ted, we talked about Michael Rasmussen's improved play this year at both ends of the rink. Jeff Blaschel says he's developing into a strong two-way player, and Blaschel compares Rasmussen 
to two of the best third-line centers like Carolina's Jordan Stahl and Minnesota's Joel Erickson Eck. Stahl, even at age 33, he leads Carolina with 192 hits. And Erickson X line with Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenway, they have an unbelievable 473 hits. Rasmussen is third on the team with 107 hits. And Ted, the other night, when he hits like the other night against the Bruins, that first shift, he ran Hampus Lindholm into the end boards. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are, though, when Rasmussen certainly is more of a physical presence. I will tell you one thing, though, Mark. Tell you, my friend, you go from arena to arena. It's <laughs> different. I know. <laughs> Quite, yeah. I, I put, I've always put a level of grain of salt on these statistics because what's a hit in Carolina or Calgary may not be a hit in Detroit or Toronto or Montreal or Anaheim. So it's it's a totally different level. It's I don't know. It's a it's a good barometer, but it's not. It's not perfect. No, no. With a grain of salt. Look, from the naked eye, he's played much, much better, Mark. I think everybody would agree with that. I mean, he's more of a force. You can notably see him, uh, see him do positive things on the ice. And you, that wasn't always the case earlier in the season and last season. He might be growing. Who knows? Maybe he is growing, before, developing before our eyes. He's been a force here this last week or two. Been tough to move around the net. He has played with a little bit more grit. Uh, I tell you, if, if he can develop into that third type of third center, that's a great addition for the Red Wings going forward. I mean, he, he'd be a very valuable piece, and he has the tools for that. He definitely mm-hmm. has the physical tools to be that type of agitating big third-line center who can supply some offense. So, yeah, maybe he's finally – gotten it so to speak maybe it's finally the light bulb has come on and maybe you know he was a ninth overall pick for a reason ted let's move on now and hear from our special guest logan cooley you know it's kind of ironic but cooley is the most famous graduate from Sidney crosby's little penguins learn how to play the game hockey school in pittsburgh and he could wind up here in detroit on a team which lost in game seven of the stanley cup final in 2009 against Crosby and the Penguins. Now, 13 years later, Cooley's on the verge of NHL stardom and is the second-ranked player in North America for the 2022 draft. Here now is Logan Cooley. Joining us now is 17-year-old Logan Cooley of USA Hockey's under-18 national team development program and second-ranked prospect in Central Scouting's midterm rankings for the 2022 NHL draft in Montreal, beginning on a Thursday night, July the 7th. Logan, welcome to the podcast, and let's begin with this NHL draft diary that you're writing for NHL.com. How did this come about, and what's it like kind of doing our job? You're writing leads and then finally seeing it online last Friday. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me, but uh, it kind of started earlier on before the season started. Uh, You know, Mike reached out to me and, uh, you know, wanted to know if I wanted to do a diary. I thought Jack used it also when he was in his draft year, so... That'd be something pretty cool to, you know, have and, you know, to write and let the, you know, the fans know leading up to the draft. I thought it was pretty cool. Now, your diary last Friday touched on a couple of issues, Logan. Uh, The switch to the University of Minnesota from Notre Dame and the World Junior Championships, which might be rescheduled after the NHL draft in August. But first, the Minnesota decision. You said you were only 14 or so in Pittsburgh when you gave a verbal commitment 
I talked to your under 18 coach, Adam Nightingale. He said it's so difficult to know at age 14 what you know now. But in the diary, you did say Notre Dame wasn't the right fit. So what did you mean by that? And what lessons can other players learn from that experience? Uh, yeah, just like you said, I was a pretty young kid, 14 year old. 14 years old you don't really know too too much about it but you know personally I just don't think it was you know like you said the right fit I don't think the you know the playing style is the style I'd want to play and you know the place I think that's going to develop me the best is so you know I played on with a few guys at World Juniors uh, Brock Faber and Matthew Nyes and they told me nothing but great things about the staff the area so and they obviously have a really good team too so that's something where I think I could develop my game if you know I hopefully I have to go a year or two. So I thought that was the best spot, and I'm pretty happy with my decision. And Logan, the other topic was the World Juniors in Edmonton and Red Deer. You wrote that it was horrible what happened, COVID postponing the tournament. You also said there probably wouldn't be as much hype as there would be around Christmas. What was it like watching Team USA winning gold medals at this tournament? And what was the experience like this year, the evaluation camp, and just the one game you had one assist? Uh, yeah, the evaluation camp was pretty cool you know I was pretty nervous going into it just being a younger guy but you know all the guys were great to me I fit in well with them and you know the whole experience was awesome it was one of the most fun times of my life you know like I said the guys were great to me and you know being able to watch that tournament uh you know growing up I'd always watch it around Christmas time with my family and you know to actually be able to play in it was a dream come true and you know like you said, I wish it happened a little longer, but, sure. you know, that's that's the way the life is, or the world is right now. But, you know, I'm happy with the experience and how it went. Logan, I also talked to your coach about your connection to Pittsburgh and learning how to play the game in Sidney Crosby's hockey camp for youth. You've told the story many times. Your two older brothers played the game. Your mom took you to Crosby's camp where there was free hockey equipment. And maybe you could tell us again, looking back now, what that was like learning the game. Yeah, growing up, I mean, hockey's a pretty expensive sport, so to be able to get free equipment and, you know, just to have fun with the game and enjoy it is, I think, is something that's really cool that Crosby did, and, you know, he still does, and it's only growing from here, so, like I said, um, you know, it was a pretty fun time. I was really young. I don't remember too, too much about it, but uh, just to have free equipment and to enjoy the game and have fun is something that's really cool. You know, Logan, uh, Adam says sometimes he shows you guys clips of NHL players like Crosby, especially the way he protects the puck, a down low behind his own end line and also in the offensive zone, keeping plays uh, moving but also ending plays and moving onwards. And he says most of these practices, and we're here talking right after practice, Adam says he begins most uh, practices with two drills, lots of competition, protecting the puck. And I just wonder – what your thoughts are? You've seen clips of uh, Sidney Crosby and others. Uh, you try and use, you know, your your frame, your body to get in position. What's it like, and what are some of the keys to uh, protecting the puck and keeping plays moving, but also ending them and moving up ice? Yeah, I mean, I think that comes with uh, off ice training too. You know, you need to continue uh, get stronger, and I think as you do that, it leads to on the ice. But anytime you get the chance to watch Crosby, I mean, personally, I think he's the most you know, best player in the world right now or most well-rounded player. So, you know, we watch a good bit of him, but, you know, anything you could add into your game is is huge. And, you know, if you could do that, it'll continue to grow your game. You know, Logan Adam also talked about the lost art of passing. Crosby, among others, are one of the best passers in the league. Adam said there's like 900 passes in a game, both teams. He's talked to you about these things and that your goal is like creating little two-on-ones all over the ice. And I wonder what your thoughts are 
But what's that like trying to pass and create the two-on-ones? Uh, yeah, personally, I think, you know, I'm a player that, you know, likes to have given goals, move the puck quick. And I think, you know, Adam Nightingale has really preached on our team is, you know, keep continuing to move the puck. You know, don't be selfish. Don't try to take guys one-on-one. And, you know, as over the past year and a half now, I think our team has really grown in that part of our game. Uh, like I said, he, we also start practice with puck possession drills over the past year and a half. So, like I said, I think it's really grown my game and our team game. And I think, you know, the way we play and develop scoring chances is all from practice. Logan, one more question about Sidney Crosby. You grew up in Pittsburgh. You played with the, the Penguins elite team for four or five years. You certainly know the impact that he's had on that community. Uh, three Stanley Cups including one here in Detroit in 2009, Game 7. He was actually injured, and he was hit by uh, the mule, Johan Franzen, and, and didn't continue to play. And then Max Talbot scored two, two goals, and he became the youngest captain, Logan, in NHL history, 21 years old. In comparison, Steve Eisenman was named captain for the Wings at age 21. It's pretty young. You're just like 17, but it took him 11 years. My question is... Is it a given that players like yourself and others who have come here that the Stanley Cup is a goal? It's so far away. Like, it's been 10 years since you were at that camp, the Sidney Crosby camp. Is that something you even think about, Logan? I mean, I think it'd be crazy not to say you don't think about it. I mean, I think every kid growing up or even, you know, playing now is their goal is to obviously win a Stanley Cup, but let alone just get to the NHL. I think it's hard enough just to get there. But, you know, as we're at the program right now, we're not really focused on that. You're focused on, you know, continue to grow your game individually and, you know, what you could do to help the team and focus on our games and, uh, you know, focus on the world championship coming up in uh, Germany too. So, you know, it's something that you can't really think about too, too much just because it is far away, but, you know, it's obviously something that you, it's always in your back of your mind. Logan, you talked about your season approximately when we're recording this, 44 points in 31 games, but you said in the diary that you haven't produced maybe as many points in the first half. I know the other night you got a boarding penalty. It's an automatic one-game suspension, so you missed a game there. Adam talked about your competitiveness as well as speed and smarts. Scouts always are asking you, what are you working on? Logan, you've worked on strengthening like your lower body, as Adam said, but what are your thoughts as you head into these – like? final weeks the grind of your season and then the world's uh yeah I mean you know I'm still continue to try to get stronger continue to fill up my body but certain things I'm working on on the ice is continue to get my shot harder uh you know get off quicker I think as we were playing harder competition especially college uh teams it's pretty hard to you know get chances so when you gotta get when you get a chance you gotta be off your stick quick and you know you know continue to support your teammates stuff like that so I think Personally, it's just my shot and my accuracy right now that I've been working on. I interviewed Shane Wright earlier this year and asked him, like, do you want to be the number one pick? And he said, absolutely. And by his standards, he may not be producing as many points like you have in the second half, but he certainly, his coming out party was a world under 18s where you'll be going to and you'll have a chance as well, like Shane Wright. My question to you is, though, you're ranked number two in the North American uh, uh, listings, and I believe you have 22 players on your team. Two aren't eligible. 19 of the 20 are already ranked, maybe as many as eight in the first round, which would tie the Jack Hughes uh, team, probably six or seven. Whatever it is, there's a lot of talent that you're playing with. And I just wonder, is it hard to sort of like elevate your goal to be number one? Or again, is that something like Adam says, you guys really don't talk about much? 
Yeah, for sure. It's not something that we talk about at all. Uh, you know, obviously it's like, you know, it's coming up here, the draft, and, you know, you want to be the number one guy. And I think, you know, personally to be number one is, it would be a dream come true, but you know, it's also, again, you, it's not something you could really think about. Uh, you need to leave it up to the GMs and, you know, let them uh, do the talking and, you know, figure the things out there. But personally, I, I'm just focused on continuing to grow my game and focus on the team and hopefully win the gold at the end. I always ask uh, each of the uh, draft choices the last few years from Lucas Raymond to Marit Sider and others, what if the Red Wings drafted you? Now, the Wings are in the middle of the pack right now, and there's a new rule this year, Logan, that a team cannot jump more than 10 spots in the lottery. So it's possible that Detroit won't get in the, say, top five, top three, top two to perhaps get a chance. But if it were to happen, if the Wings were there, I just wonder what your thoughts are. Um, you've certainly got a, a taste growing up in Pittsburgh and coming here to the area in Plymouth and Michigan, what, it, what the sports town is like. What would it mean to you if the, if the Wings were to draft you? Yeah, I think it would mean a lot. Uh, you know, I was fortunate to go to a Wings game recently, and I thought it was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. But, you know, being in Michigan the past year and a half, I have nothing but great things to say about it. It's been great to me and my family and just the people around here. You could tell they're all great people. And, you know, I think to be able to play with a, an original six franchise would be something that's pretty special and something that I wouldn't take for granted. And, and like I said, it would be pretty cool. Finally, the world. We talked about it briefly. And uh, what are your thoughts about uh, assuming, of course, the USA team takes essentially the under 18 team, but what are your thoughts about that in this COVID year? All the things that have been happening. So many players haven't had a chance to really skate. You guys have a bit of an advantage. You've been yeah. playing all the time. What are your thoughts about that? You know, to be able to go to, uh, you know, overseas and play in Germany, I think would be something that would be pretty cool. We had a chance to play in Switzerland. That was uh, pretty cool going over there too. But, you know, to be able to play against the best countries and the best players from those countries is something that, you know, a lot of kids don't get to do. So anytime you get to do that, you need to take advantage of it and, you know, enjoy the time, but it's also a business trip and, you know, we're going there to win gold. And I think the way we're preparing and the way our team's playing right now, we have a good shot of doing it. Logan, thanks again for talking to us today about your NHL diary, your Pittsburgh background, and learning the game in Sidney Crosby's hockey camps, your time here with the NTDP and preparing for the NHL draft. All the best the rest of the season, Logan. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Our thanks again to Logan Cooley. And Ted, back to the wings. Let's hear from Sam Gagne, who scored two goals against the Jets last night in the 3-1 to victory. He has 500 career points. And here he is answering one of your questions about Lucas Raymond. Hey, Sam, just one quick one. How much has Lucas Raymond impressed you, and what part of his game to you has really stood out? Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been incredible all year. I mean, um, it's, a, it's a really hard league as a – as a 19 year old, um, to bring it every night. And, you know, I, I feel like his consistency has been great. Um, he's a really, really mature kid and, um, you know, puts a, a lot of pressure on himself to succeed. And, um, he's been fantastic for us all year and, um, it's been fun to watch. Ted, what are your thoughts about Sam Gagne's role? Many times during this streak, he's one of the players along with captain Dylan Larkin who meet the media and try and, and try and give perspective and explain why the team was going through the slump. What are your thoughts about Sam Gagne's role with the team? I think he's been a very valuable addition, Mark. I really do. Mm -hmm. Off the ice, uh, he, he's a good example for a lot of these younger forwards. I mean, came into the league as, what, a prolific scorer in junior. He was hyped as this offensive player. 
but he's evolved into a good, solid two-way forward. Um, you know, he's on the penalty kill. He's does a nice job checking. Um, I think I, I know he's a free agent. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they did re-sign him. I think he has that plays a very valuable role in his squad. He's been a great person in the locker room too. I mean, you can, the influence he has. Um, just a very underrated, understated, fine addition that Eiserman made a couple of years ago at the deadline. And finally, Ted, the Wings, they've won two in a row, and they have a couple of home games against two of the lower echelon teams, Columbus on Saturday and Ottawa on Tuesday. And if you look against the Wings' record against weaker teams, they're 4-0 against the Sabres, 3-0 against the Flyers, and they've won nearly two-thirds of their games against non-playoff teams, but against the better clubs, they lose three-quarters of the games. At one point, they were 7-23-4 against teams that were going to be in the playoffs. So, Ted, what do you think that means as far as Jeff Blaschel and the final couple of weeks of the season? There are tougher games down the road, but certainly these next two games, there could be a four-game winning streak there, and you could see a lot more positive uh, momentum with the wings. Oh, no question. I mean, like you said with your statistics there, I mean – they played just simply. They haven't played as well against playoff teams. They've done their. They've won their games against teams they should beat. Uh, Ottawa. Well, Ottawa was a problem the last couple of weeks. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But now they just have to learn to. You know, they got to. They got to play better against these playoff caliber teams. There's been a noticeable difference. The level of play hasn't been as good. So, I guess the 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 crowd that always uh, talks about getting more ping pong balls into the lottery system there that they're going to be disappointed because there still could be some wins here coming up against New Jersey and Columbus and Ottawa. So they may finish like in that ninth to 10th spot and not be really eligible for one of those top picks, but Hey, get as many victories as you can. It's always been my belief. We play at your plate to play 82 games, try to win as many as those 82 games. I think they're going to, you know, they'll probably mm-hmm. eclipse the 30 win mark, which wouldn't be a bad season at all for them. That'd be a positive, I think. Thanks, Ted. And that'll do it for episode 69 of our Detroit News, Detroit Red Wings podcast. Ted's stories are available online at DetroitNews.com. And you can also find them on our Octopulse Facebook page, on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram stories, and Snapchat. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, rating, and reviewing this podcast. Ted and I will be back to wrap up the regular season. Bye for now.